All right, let's try this. This is the voiceover for movie trailer. Take one. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie. You're listening to Trailer Trashed on the Merry-Go-Round Magazine Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, C.J. Simonson and Kate Brockman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Trailer Trashed on the Merry-Go-Round Magazine Podcast Network, the podcast where movie trailers get the fair and balanced critique they deserve during a day of drinking. My name is Kate Brogdon, the TV editor over at Merry-Go-Round Magazine, and I am joined by... My name is CJ Simonson. I'm the music editor over at Merry-Go-Round Magazine. We are here. We are. It is 3 p.m. 3 (laughs) p.m. You know, casual. Casual. Casual day drinking. It's going to be fine. You know, it's fine. Yeah, it's I have fine. I have two beers open right now. It's good. Uh, I have half a. Uh, I guess it is good that we like tell everyone what mm-hmm. we're drinking. I have I have half a vodka and Santa Cruz organic mint infused green tea lemonade. Yeah, how is that? By the way, I haven't it's actually fine. had it. I mean, the point of vodka is that it doesn't. It's not supposed to taste like anything, right? So you could pretty much put it in anything. That's fine. It's not bad. I don't. I'm not mad at it. Just getting the job done. Just getting the job done. Just as drunk as fast as possible. I'm here for it. Because we are, we here at Merry Go Round, we are very pro, pro drinking, but also pro efficiency. Yeah. So yeah. we're just going to get it done. There's no reason to be beating around the bush here. Right. Um, I am drinking, currently, I'm about to wrap up a Sierra Nevada Celebration Fresh Hop IPA, which is their like Christmas beer that they have decided to make an IPA, the least Christmassy of all drinks. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of pine tasty, I guess. So that's kind of a thing, right? Does IPA taste like pine? I don't know. Kind of. Yeah. Hoppy. It tastes like fresh cut grass to me. Oh, okay. I just feel like I'm licking someone's lawn whenever I'm drinking an IPA. Duly noted for future episodes. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I don't know what the ABV is on this sucker. Oh, 6.8. Um, okay. uh, that's like normal for a beer. Oh, don't worry, because next up I'm doing a Drake's Denogonizer, uh, which I believe is 9.75%. It is a double IPA, and it is delicious, and will for sure have me on the floor by the end of this episode. Um, but we are also going to do a shot of whiskey at the top. I do not drink whiskey, but CJ's like, this is this does not taste like whiskey. It is a peach pecan whiskey. Yes, old camp whiskey. Yes, and I smelled it, and it smelled like delicious candy that I want to put in my mouth. So um, I don't think I've taken a whiskey shot in probably like four years. Well, because it, let's, let's, no time like the present. You no know time what I mean? like the present, because the... <laughs> we moved the mics away so we we're, can. We're clicked. toasting. Let's see. What what is it? The past has passed. The future is to come, but the present is a gift, and that's why they call it the present. Yeah, that's it. Let's do it. One, <laughs> okay. two, three. Cheers. All right. It doesn't have a lot of whiskey back burn though. You were over it. <laughs> it got better. I think I'm just have a literal drinking problem (laughs) um so on today's show we will be discussing um the lion king trailer that was much buzzed about around the thanksgiving holiday we sure will um and also (laughs) discussing uh the happy death day to you trailer um amongst other things so let's jump into discussing lion king oh god here we go all right everything the light touches is our kingdom. 
but a king's time as ruler rises and falls like the sun. One day, the sun will set on my time here and will rise with you as the new king. Where to even begin? Where with to this, begin? With this bullshittery, skullduggery, and buffoonery. Are you mad online yes. about the... <laughs> many people are mad that it is being lumped in with live action, despite the fact that it is an animated movie. Yes. As someone, if you will remember from our first episode, who works in animation... Correct. The only reason that Disney... Well, there's two reasons. Yes. This is, this is Kate's Conspiracy Corner. Oh, wow. I like it. There's two reasons why I think Disney is lumping this in with live action. They're like, no, 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 no. It's live action. Despite the fact that there are no human people in it. Right. And it's not even like they're doing kind of like a good dinosaur thing where they're taking like real Google Earth backgrounds and putting animated characters on top of them. Right. It's all completely CGI. The only reason they're doing live action is because they don't want to be lumped in with the best animated film category at the Oscars. Sure. And they are then able to use all of the original script, all of the original storyboards, all of that stuff without having to compensate the original artists. Now, I don't know anything about the back-end process of how these movies are made. So, I guess my question would be for like Beauty and the Beast, was that was the act of of paying the artists for was that something that happened, or no. is that's not how it's worked for any that's of these? That's not how it's worked for any of them. And okay. the problem is, it's not as big of a deal with like Dumbo, a movie that was made in the like forties or fifties yeah. or even the thirties, right? Where like those people are all dead. Okay. But like the the board artists and the writers who did like Beauty and the Beast and The Lion King are not only still alive, but are still working. Right. Like they're not even retired. Right. And that was 93? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Lion King was 94. And, right, well, okay, but I yeah. guess they were working on no, it like yeah, yeah, 92, yeah, yeah, yeah. 93. Sure, sure. But it's just, it's such bullshit to call this a live action movie yeah. because it implies that, like, oh, well, an animated movie isn't as, like, legit. It, True. It carries that tone with it, which is such bullshit coming from Disney. Yeah, that's true. And it's just, it makes me so sad. Yeah. It makes me really sad. I think the first thing that strikes me in this trailer is that it seems like the ex- like shot for shot the same movie. It is right, it's the, and that's what storyboards are. Right, but now then this week, and I forget. Oh, this is where like me not having any like notes, actual notes pulled up, is going to hurt us. Um, they like cast someone in the movie who is a role that is outside of the Lion King universe. Like they have, they are intentionally, it seems, inserting a new character. To say this is a different movie, technically. They did change the names of the hyenas oh, in neat. this movie. Neat. <laughs> so that might be what you're seeing. What, no, what but, are you uh, specifically referring to? All right, to? I'm going to do a quick Google search. You're doing CJ Google Corner? Yeah. Okay, you have conspiracy. That's okay. Co- I can keep talking and getting angry about it. I Get will angry. say the rest of the casting is very good in this movie. I think so too. I think. Um, there was like a whole Twitter thing to get Beyonce to play Nala, and I guess that happened. That so worked. That's pretty dope. Yeah. I think Donald Glover is a good choice for Simba. I'm really excited for John Oliver to play Zazu. I think that Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen are great choices. They'll have fun, yeah. For Tabota Pumbaa. Um, they got James Earl Jones to come back. Which, yeah, I have thoughts on that in a moment. Um, oh, that's oh Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris is cast in this movie, but the role she is playing uh, is 
is like not a character from the What's cartoon. What's the name of the character? Um, I don't know. Give me a second. John Favreau CGI take on the pop-up ads guys uh on the disney's <laughs> lion king won't just be a shot for shot remake of the 1994 original it'll pack a few surprises like a never before seen character voiced by comedian amy sedaris according to variety sedaris will play an elephant shrew uh, elephant shrew a rodent like mammal indigenous to africa uh so i don't know podcasting is a not a visual medium so you can't see the face that i'm making <laughs> but i'm sure that you can by the tone of my voice imagine the face that i'm making I mean, Amy Sedaris, good voice actress. I, like I love Amy her Sedaris, in BoJack. The thing about the oh, I love Princess Carolyn so much. The, She's so good. The thing about the thing, it's just why. Like all these Disney remakes is why. And yeah, I'm, we I, talked about that a little bit with Dumbo too. Like we did. I don't. And I will take a moment to plug um, Lindsay Ellis, who is my favorite film YouTube person, who does a really really great video essay on the Beauty and the Beast remake. Oh, okay. Called Thanks I Hate It. Nice. And talks about kind of the philosophy behind all these Disney remakes and kind of how it springs from Michael Eisner's approach to running Disney. And he's obviously not in charge of Disney anymore. But like this, this philosophy that like it's not our responsibility to make art, but it is our, but it is our responsibility to make money and if we try hard enough to make money, we will eventually make art, but not the other way around. Right. And so it's like with all this, they're just dumping like millions and millions of dollars into these movies. And like they they have to bank on something that has a built-in audience. And none of the live action remakes have been great. Some of them have been good. People like Jungle Book, I think. Ugh. The other Favreau one. Uh, here, here, here's a question I would pose. Let, I understand why Disney's doing it, right? Because it's a re, yeah. it's a re cash cow. Like you get to like go back, dip in the well. Again. Everybody's gonna see it. Like the trailer, they get like they it's get, got Beyonce in it. Of course, it's got Beyonce. See it. It's got they, got they get the circle of life. It's a going. sexy cast. It's yeah. a cast of people that demand, uh, 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 you know, yeah. respect, and then they all happen to be in this movie, right? Totally uh, in their own subsects. Like when Billy Eichner does stuff, there's a sect of Twitter and people that are like, "I'm going to, I'm there," you know. Um, and then they got him with Beyonce, who's the queen of that, and then right. you know Donald Glover, who has got his own kind of like aura around him in that same way. But what what does John Favreau get from this? I guess I don't understand. I understood the Jungle Book thing because it did feel like there was some creative license in terms of like you know i don't think that it's as musically it's definitely like a grittier kind of take but this movie seems to be exactly lion king the lion king is not a feel-good romp necessarily and this movie seems to be equally kind of like the same tone the same shots all of it so what and also it's an it is an animated movie so what is and john favreau not really an animated you know direct i guess unless you take out jungle book right so like what does he get out of this? What is the creative, you know, kind of feeling that he... Wh- wh- why? Why? I guess that's why? my question. Other than a, uh, maybe money. That might be the answer. I don't Fuck know. Fuck you. You'll see it. That's why. <laughs> but John Favreau is a is a competent director. Like, yes. Iron Man 1 is arguably the best of all those Marvel movies. And he literally, you know, there is no Marvel... There is no Marvel Cinematic Universe without John Favreau fucking hitting that out of the park, right? It was so good. So good. He so crushes good. it. Uh, Chef is a good movie. Like, he, he does a good <laughs> job with that. It's a smaller movie whatever it's no, fun no we love Chef Chef's yeah, great it's great um, I like Zathura <laughs> which is the, the, the Jumanji spinoff that no one saw uh, that was he directed. it an actual spinoff of Jumanji I believe technically it is in the same world but that's why I like it more than the new Jumanji I haven't seen the new Jumanji but like just in spirit I'm like oh they made a new board game like that's fun like put it somewhere else cool love Kristen Stewart 
Right? Yeah. Underrated? Underrated. I think Tim Robbins is maybe in that movie. And yeah. He's good. It's good. Whatever. He is a good and interesting director. I guess I don't understand, you know, the stranglehold Disney seems to have on him to make these movies. He might be locked into some kind of fucking deal. I have he must. no idea. He must be. Or they have like tape of him using the N word or something. And they're like, <laughs> you have to, you have to make these movies. Disney honestly probably has a library of just like every person in Hollywood using the N word just It'd because be they've been, they've been around for so yeah. long. Like back when everybody was using the N word. And they got like, tape of it. Animated like, baby. Put that away. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's like, don't you want to direct, don't you want to direct the, the live action, God, don't you want to direct the live action Frozen in 2030? That's coming. I'm sure <laughs> it it's has coming. to be coming. It's not yeah. announced, but it has to be coming. They already did the Broadway show. Here are other thoughts I had in this trailer. Um, one, J- <laughs> I wrote this down. James Earl Jones' voice is the Steve Martin hair of voices. You know how Steve Martin's hair has made him look the exact same age for about 50 years? <laughs> like, you don't know how old Steve Martin is. You can't tell me right now because he looks the same age as he did when he filmed The Jerk or whatever. Like, it's amazing. Like, gr- I wish I could gray early for that reason because right. I would just look amazing for the rest of my life. Like, it- it'd be great. Um, if you're graying and you're worried about it, just leave it. Like, if you're young, great. Good call. Um, James Earl Jones' voice has not changed in 50 years. It's amazing. His this It's the same voice always. It's crazy. And it seems like... I mean, I don't I don't know. Part of me is kind of annoyed. I get that it's like fan servicey to be like, here's James Earl Jones, you know, Fuck doing the you, same thing he's it. doing. You'll but, fucking see it. It's Mufasa. Give yeah. us your fifteen dollars. Fuck you. I just want James Earl Jones. I want the best for James Earl Jones, you know what I mean? Okay. And I feel like this is not the best for him. Um Oh yeah, is that the same speech? Yes. I don't know. It is the exact same speech. It's to the a exact T. same speech. Same beats, all of it. To the point that I thought that they just used the audio from the original. Yeah, that was my thought. It's the scene where Simba and, and Nala get caught in the elephant graveyard, right. and then he has to go and talk to Mufasa, and Mufasa's like, no, wait, actually, I lied. It's the part where they're they're walking in the savannah. And, yeah, and but like, it is after one that day, moment. Simba. The sun will set on my time and will rise with you as the new king. It You're is exactly just the like same James thing. Earl Jones. You're crushing it right now. This is Kate's impression corner. Kate, Kate Earl Jones. Kate Earl Jones. Love it. Oh my God! Please it, no. Is that rock based on a thing? I don't know why that was a thought I had during the Pride trailer. Rock. Right, Pride Rock. But is that rock like? Because it's thing? it's such the, the way it looks in both of this and obviously you know the 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 animated source material is so specific. Is that based on something in Africa? Am I an idiot for asking that Let's question? Find out. Right. Pride Rock. This is Kate's Google quarter. Oh, cool. Real. There it is. Pride Rock. Real. Oh, it kinda. So it is based on something. Nine. Okay. Buzzfeed says nine real life locations oh, that inspired Disney films. No, but that's dumb. I, that's not. I don't think there is an actual. I mean, it's a rock. Not to not to go back to a bug's life. Yeah. But it's a rock. How many times are we going to say that on this podcast? Not to go back to it's a bug's life. <laughs> I will probably say it at least ten times. Amazing. I fucking love a bug's life. It's great. A bug's life. This is a this is a total tangent. But a bug's life, I think, with this like huge rise of like eat the rich. 
yeah. stuff that's happening right now in the millennial consciousness. Yes. I think A Bug's Life is due for a is due for a comeback. It's probably getting a live action remake soon. Actually, I doubt it. They're trying to bury <laughs> that movie. They're burying it. Oh no! They're burying it like all those racist cartoons they used to make. Well, that's fair. Uh, my other note was I love that it says with Beyonce. Like she's <laughs> such a large role in this movie. That character is, but like I I, I never understand the like with x person and then also x person who seem to be major points i know it's a huge casting thing and it's like you it's know it's like a casting thing it's like a credit credit like, thing yeah single card thing like coming from speaking from like somebody who negotiates a lot yeah, of yeah, like, yeah, entertainment yeah. contracts this is flex corner flex corner this wow flex. we're already in like an octagon i'm ready for flex corner for our next trailer by the way but yeah keep flex going corner. flex corner might so, be the whole so episode piping, piping in a bit from flex corner it's like in like these people's deals they get negotiate they negotiate like exactly what their credit says like, right single card like blah 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 i don't know exactly what with means but it seems it's almost like featuring got it i think yeah this but is, like she's in the movie a lot like presumably nala is but <laughs> right. maybe maybe simba's gonna fuck amy sedaris this time love it maybe, inner species maybe fucking gonna fuck the the elephant tree it's 2018 cj I, are you saying that lions can, I, be, can only be with lions now wow wow i uh wow i'm not saying that because I'd be stoked if that movie showed weird, <laughs> like, lion, a- elephant, rat sex. Or what was she? Uh, elephant shrew sex. Elephant shrew. Oh, boy. Um, hey, man. We've gone love, off the rails early. Love, We're only 15 minutes in this pod. Love knows no shape. Uh, love knows no speech. It is 28 fucking teen. Uh, and lions can love elephant shrews if they want. That shot is kicking in right now. Yep, I can feel it. It's hitting. Oh, my God. Anyway, I just love that they show a bunch of other people, and it's like, no, Beyonce is the biggest person in this movie. Let's not pretend otherwise. Let's but not it, pretend. but she's right there with James James Earl Jones. She probably <laughs> recorded all of our lines backstage at the On the Run tour because, mm-hmm. like, like yeah, just between the- like when Jay Z's out doing his like yeah. Real question: Do we think John Favreau's ever met Beyonce? It, like, it, it's it's honestly like a fifty fifty shot. Like, he might not have ever actually met her. She just sent it all in. She recorded on her iPhone. <laughs> They're like, who cares? It's Beyonce. Who cares? It's Beyonce. It's you can gonna just, sound great no matter what. You can just tell it's like shitty. All of her lines are like not good. Everyone else is clearly behind the right? mic. Right. There's anyway. just like a recording booth in her trailer at the On the Run tour, and she's just in all these animated films now, and she was just doing them like while Jay Z was out doing like like oh god what Jay Z things? What's a Jay Z song? It's the big one with the big animated ninety nine problems. Video. Yeah. Oh. Jay-Z, Jay-Z. oh, the animated one. Jay oh. Z's out doing ninety nine story problems. of OJ. Yeah, the yeah. story of OJ. Jay Z's out doing the story of OJ. And Beyonce just comes back and does like a couple like wild lines for Nala, and then she comes out and sings like a Holy Grail, and they just got it all done. I saw the On the Road tour with Jay Z. Beyonce I'm was awesome. I'm very jealous. Very jealous. It was cool, man. Man, at the Rose Bowl, you got like, we were way, way up in the very, very back, but they were still great seats and they were like 50 bucks. Very jealous. I've seen Jay-Z a bunch of times. He's fucking amazing. He's great. But, uh, yeah, he's, he commands a crowd like no other. But oh, and, yeah. I, and I saw him bring out Beyonce, actually, when I saw her one of him one of the times, too. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. All right. We should get to Happy Death Day to you. I was stuck reliving the same day over and over again until someone wearing a baby mask murdered me on the night of my birthday. Turns out it was my roommate, Lori. I kicked her crazy ass out a window and killed her, which broke the loop. But now I'm living the better version of my life.
okay? No. Oh, hey, you're up. I folded your pants for you. No way. Dude, did you hit that or what? I don't believe this. It's Monte the 18 again. Lit. Lit. Great trailer this is i love this god okay so in fairness to peek behind the curtain a little bit this was not going to be the other trailer we discussed ad nauseum there was a different one that we're now going to relegate to like just us talking quickly about at the end but like this trailer's fucking great it's an amazing trailer and i love that you think it's an amazing trailer despite the fact you have not seen the original i haven't seen the i haven't seen happy death day but i have heard from everyone that i know that it was actually really fun and the thing that I like about this trailer is that it's super self-aware. So basically what happens is that she gets sucked back into the time loop. Correct, And yeah. based on this trailer, the whole first time that she's back in the time loop, she's just screaming at people and, like, destroying things. And she's so self-aware and she's so frustrated. So for people that don't know, Happy Death Day was a uh, Bloomhouse like, cheapy horror movie that came out a couple years ago um, that... Do you want to, like, make another... Like Rody. Here, you you talk about the movie. I'm gonna make myself another cocktail. I like it. Um, so yeah, it, it basically it, think Groundhog's Day, uh, round like, you know, Halloween kind of thing. It's super fun. Uh, it, it it is it is genuinely like she keeps waking up and is surprised every time at like the fact that you know she's reliving the day. So we get that part uh, instead of whatever the Sunny and Cher song is from. Uh, the original Groundhog's Day, it's 50 Cents uh, into Club. Which it's a is a great song. Which is the song they used to cut this trailer, um, which is an amazing callback. Like, this trailer does seem, uh, I don't want to say fan service because that's not really a thing, but... Does Happy Death Day have fans to service? I have no idea, but it is really underrated and good. It, it, it's, it's super fun. Like, I watched it with a packed house. Everyone loved it. Like, it is a fun movie. Um, and this movie... I guess, like, when I saw the... I, I had not watched the trailer until Kate and I watched it, you know, before recording this pod. But I, I just assumed it was kind of a redo. Like, they were going to use the exact same formula with someone else. The fact that it is the same characters reliving the same exact scenario she lived in the first movie is an amazing flex. Like, like amazing, like, you know, take it out, plop it out on the table, like, see what you're working with. This is amazing. Like, they, they're so, like, yes, we love this first one, and it worked so well. What happens if we just see the paranormal elements of, like, her having to do it all over again? Because the details in the trailer are are exactly like the one in the movie. Like, the movie, you know, you get very familiar with her waking up, right? You get very familiar with uh, that 50 Cent song and her relationship with the other guy and all this stuff. So the fact that then we get this again is amazing. Was the 50 Cent song in the first movie? Yeah, that's the song that wakes her up, yeah. Oh! Yeah, so that's the, right. like, that's her, like, alarm in the morning. So this you is, get... like, the good version of Fuck You, You'll See It. Oh, yeah. It's... <sighs> I mean, just amazing. I I, I I really was blown away by this trailer. Because it was a great trailer. Because, I haven't seen the first one, and I love this trailer. Because the other thing, too, about the original movie, and I don't think this is spoiling anything, because I do think it's a, it's a fun watch. It's worth it's worth a revisit before this movie comes out in February. It's about the journey, not the destination. Right. I think that this movie kind of interestingly returns back to the mythos of, like, why it was all happening in the first place because that isn't actually really answered because you kind of stop caring at a certain point in the first one right she's trying to find a killer she finds the killer 
And then if she's able to like stop the, the thing that is happening, then theoretically she will be able to wake up and be okay. That's kind of like the premise. And so you get so invested in her actually like completing that, you stop questioning at all why she's caught in a time loop. Because mm-hmm. that really, and I think that's true kind of of Groundhog's Day, right? Like oh, Groundhog's it's totally true of Groundhog's Day. It's never, it's, it's never addressed. It's never addressed. But it doesn't matter because you want him to get out of it. Yeah. So you don't even question the fact that like something fucking wild happened that Bill Murray's waking up in the same day every day. That doesn't right. make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. There's no witch crap there's no voodoo there's nothing to explain it there's no magical wizard that shows up at like page 75 who's like ah bill murray bill murray now that you have confessed your love to right. lady lead now you cannot be in a time loop anymore andy, and andy mcdonald what? you know you you now know how to how to play piano congratulations yeah, yeah. you saved that home you tried to save that homeless guy in one of the most heartbreaking sequences <laughs> i've ever seen in my life um i <laughs> But anyway, I just love that this movie kind of is like, oh, you forgot all about that part. Let's focus on it. Like, oh, great, amazing. Yeah, sign me her up. Friends are in it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And her friends seem yeah, they're they're a bigger part of this movie than they were in the last one. Well, before was she the only one that was aware that they were in a loop? It was just like Groundhog Day where she she had to she would have to re-explain it every time. Right yeah. now, her friends are in the loop with her, and they don't know why. Correct. Yeah. If the trailer is to be believed. Right. And we don't know. Who's going to rush Kappa if we're stuck in a death curse? Amazing. Amazing. Impeccable. And she like, she's like, in order to reset, she has to die. So she like, just, if she wants to just start over, she just has to commit suicide. Yeah. So there's an excellent scene in this trailer where she's just in her bra and underwear and is diving out of a plane. Yeah. And she just waves very sweetly at the guy. And, and, and and just like falls out of the plane. And just as self-aware as this trailer is, so was the last movie. The movie was so aware that like, we get it. We get that this movie is just a serial killer movie with, or like a slasher movie with, Groundhog's Day. That's it. And they know. I think they even reference Groundhog's Day in the movie. Totally. It's amazing. Blumhouse is so good at this. Yeah, they're very, they're smart. Because the whole thing about Blumhouse is like, we're going to make the best horror movie for the least amount of money. Mm-hmm. That's Blumhouse's entire business model. Yeah, oh and yeah. they slay at that. Crush it, yeah. They crush it because they're like, if we don't have enough money to make a good movie, we're just going to make a super self-aware movie. Yeah. Which totally works. Like, yeah. We loved the Bye Bye Man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Was that Blumhouse? I believe so. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It feels like it was. I'm not going to Google Corner to find out. But. All right. We don't have to go to Google Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is, though. Yeah, they yeah they do. He seems like kind of a dick, but they they seem to make good movies. So he did have. You know what? Out of all of the like shitty like white men who have said regrettable things in the last two years, Jason Blum's apology after he said like I don't have any women direct my horror movies because there aren't any. Yeah, and then everybody just started tweeting him amazing women yeah, yeah. horror movie directors, and, and now it seems like, like he was like you know what. I was wrong. I'm really sorry. He had a very sincere apology. Yes, and I appreciated that. The, the, the sincere, the yes. There, I, I actually have a mental running list of like the sincere apologies where I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. Like, I, I like what you did here, and that's good because mm-hmm. I think you should. I think we should take mental note of that. I think we should too. Yeah. Anyway, but this movie looks let's great. Not, let's not talk about me too while we're drunk. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie looks awesome. Um, this movie looks dope. There's a great sequence where all of them are wearing the baby mask that is like not iconic, but you can tell they're like the people know. The people know enough about this weird giant baby mask from the first movie that hopefully they'll buy into this thing. Totally. Um, yeah, it looks great. It. If anything, as a person who hasn't seen the first one, it makes me want to watch the first one so I can watch it. That's great. This. That makes me happy, I think. That, like, oh that's God, its I goal. I loved it. Yeah. Because it just, I, 
I so appreciate, like, piggybacking off of our soberish episode, mm-hmm. I appreciate a movie and a movie trailer that knows exactly what it is and yep. delivers what it says it's going to deliver. For sure. And Happy Death Day, from what I understand, is completely one of those movies. Yeah. Where it's like, this is what we're about, this is what we do, here it is. It's going to be weird, it's going to be fun, it's going to be dumb. Yeah. Like, go for it. And yeah. then everyone's like, sweet. Totally. In fact, honestly, if I'm being honest, the only thing that makes me nervous about this trailer is the fact that now the other people seem slightly involved. Because now I'm like, oh, like the thing that makes the first one really good is like, and same with Groundhog's Day, is like the singularness of it. Like, okay, like we're only getting this from her vantage point. So like, how can we kind of examine the world from that? So the, I don't know, but hey, I'm here. I'm here for the ride. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. And February, great release date for this movie. Totally. I I don't think I've talked about this on the pod yet, this being our third episode. (laughs) Yes. But um, that kind of like January to March area Mm -hmm. of film releases when everybody's just throwing shit at the wall is my favorite. Me too. Because um, 10 Cloverfield Lane came out in like March, which was one of my favorite movies of that year. The first Lego movie came out in that little window. Yeah, end of March, right? Um, And yep. And um, uh, The Witch yeah. came out in that weird little window. Deadpool so, came out in that window. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, it's where everybody's taking their chances. Because it's like, this is all the stuff that we know isn't going to win an Oscar. Yeah. But we're just like putting it out there just to see what happens. Here's the way I put it. Is January is the dumping ground. The tragic dumping ground of like, no one gives a shit. Everyone cares about the Oscars. You, indie movies can succeed for a minute. Like, you mostly don't care. You're dumping stuff. Um, but... February March has become like the uh, uh, the ten before one like SNL moment. You know how like the ten before one sketch is always the weirdest one of the night because they're like no one's still here watching, so we can get away with something that's really weird. All the like best weird sketches are always ten before one. Um, I forget who coined that, but someone will maybe CJ tweet at me. Did he coined it just now because uh, it's the first time I've heard it? Oh no, okay. Um, CJ I'll Simonson, ten before one. If you actually did it and you're listening to this pod. Come on, because um, you're way more <laughs> successful than we are. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, the 10 before 1 thing is like is real. Like It's a really weird kind of area, because it really is the t- last 10 minutes of the show. No one cares. So I, I feel like that's becoming a little bit of like, in terms of the things that succeeded, like A Quiet Place came out. I think I, that may have been like the first week in April, but it was basically like that same kind of thing, where it's like, you can take some big chances. And I think the thing that I hate the most is this idea that like the first two to two and a half months of the year really don't matter because for a long time, that was true. It really was this dumping ground. Like no one gives a shit. We're really just ramping up to blockbuster season. And then we ramp up to like Oscar season and then we kind of reset. And I think like 300 changed that 300 was this movie that like came out. They didn't know what it was. And then it made a boatload of money. Like it made a stupid amount of money for a rated R movie. That was just this crazy comic movie. And it was really good. And like people really dug it. But I think like take bigger chances. If you have a great movie that you know is going to succeed, put it somewhere. Like you won't have any competition for two or three weeks at the box office. Like give yourself a chance to succeed. And I think that like now people are starting to figure that out, but like movies are a year long thing. Like it's not, it doesn't have to be relegated to like, well, you know, we got to wait until summer because kids are out, you know, like uh, trust that like a movie audience is there. Like you just got to figure it out. I don't know. I feel like this is a too good discussion for our drunk podcast. I feel yeah. like we've been, I mean, I could be totally wrong and I'm going to go back and think like, what am I doing? But I feel Car- like we've had a lot of really good insights. So Carter's going to be really upset that we wasted this on like this podcast and right? not a different one. It's fine. It's fine. 
But I'm, but I think like you know, for a Valentine's Day movie, this is it. Like this is perfect. Totally. Like give it to me, give it to me, totally. pump it into my veins because I'll be there that weekend. Oh my god, yeah! And yeah. it's such like a fun off the wall Valentine's mm-hmm. Day movie for for us serial monogamists, where it's like I'm not impressing you anymore. How did the first one do at the box office? I actually don't know this. I think it did okay. Okay. Right? Uh, well, uh, they are all we going, do okay. Are we going back to Google Corner. <laughs> Google Corner's happening real fast. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I I really like it. It's a great trailer. It's fun. It's weird. I get it. I'm I mean, like I said, and I forget if I said this in Soberish or Episode One, but like I only see bad horror movies and like just yeah. slutty Oscar bait. Yeah. For like that's the only shit I see in theaters. The last two movies I saw in theaters were Slender Man and Eighth Grade. Hmm. Great. I I love both of them. I still have to see eighth grade. Happy Death Day did fifty five million domestically, sixty six foreign, which I think is Yo, the the more okay. shocking number. It's yes. pro, its production budget was four point eight million. All right, <laughs> so all it right. was a smash hit. Hell yeah! Um, I mean, that's I, the Blumhouse model. It is like spend as little as possible that's and make the, as much as possible. That's the horror model. Just <laughs> right? fun, yeah. fun, dumb. That's all we need, and that's all I want, and I'm happy. I'm happy. Let's jump into uh, our little like. I'm happy death day to you. Fuck. It Hell was, yeah! It was right there. You brought it back. Okay, let's do some rapid fire stuff. Are you ready for it? Yes. Okay. I'm, um, I'm also, I feel like our audience should know that I am now drinking a screwdriver. I made yeah. myself a screwdriver while CJ was saying smart things about movies, <laughs> and I was mis- I was mixing myself a drink. It looks good. It is. Is it good? Yeah. 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 I have all the fixings. It's here on the table. it's hard to fuck up a screwdriver. It's true. Yeah. All right. First up, um, I am the knight. I don't know what the fuck this is about. I I am the knight is uh, a T. It's a limited a TNT limited series starring Chris Pine, directed by Patty Jenkins. I believe directed by or is it or is it presented by? I think it's directed. She directed all of them. Um, and yeah, uh, can you explain to me what this movie is, or this, is this series is about? Is this going to be backtrace again? Oh no. Okay, so from what I saw in the trailer, this is what this is about. Oh so boy. There's like. At the beginning, you're like, okay, we're in the 50s. Okay. Because, like, all the white kids... It's like a flat... It's like a classroom. This is when it's... This is when we're getting to the real, like, drunk content. When we have to explain things and we're already, like, 20 minutes in. Yes. So, there's a bunch of white kids in a classroom and, like, the white kids are on the front and the black kids are on the back. And you're like, all right, segregation lit. All right, this is what we're doing. And then some girl that is, like, white passing finds out that she's adopted and that she's actually half black. Yes. And then I'm thinking, all right, is this what we're going to talk about on our drunk podcast? Work, I'm ready to lose my job. (laughs) But then it's like the black Dahlia. And I'm like, what is going on? And then Chris Pine is like, I thought that it was Carrie Mulligan, but it's not. Mm -mm. And then Chris Pine is like, I'm trying to solve a crime. And then not Carrie Mulligan is like, I know all the things, and then was this a different trailer? No, <laughs> you're right. I think you're right. And then, and then this lady, this other lady, I guess, like the adopted girl who thought that she was a white girl but is actually a half black girl. Like her adopted mom? Question mark is like, are you trying to solve this murder? Because I know someone who knows everything about this murder. And then there's my favorite shot in the whole trailer, mm-hmm. which is it's like a shot of like ten newspapers that all say. The Black Dahlia yeah. murder. And then you hear Chris Pine go, Do you remember this murder? And it's like the most <laughs> famous murder of all time. So right. I guess it's about like 
race and segregation and this girl who kind of is trying to find her family and her place in the world, but also like the Black Dahlia murder and Chris Pine is here and Patty Jenkins is here. I wrote down cults and then underlined it <laughs> twice. Yeah, there's like a weird shot at the end of the trailer. It looks like the end of Suspiria, actually. It's like some kind of person with some crazy headdress on, and like, it's like... There is, I will say, there is a very portentous shot in this trailer where it's like panning left and kind of around Chris Pine. It's doing like one-fourth of a 360... Oh my god, my mom is calling me. I'm so sorry, mom, I can't talk to you right now, (laughs) if you're listening. Um... It's like a quarter of a 360 turnaround Chris Pine and there's like a yeah. um, like a cow skull behind him yes. like with horns and then if you pause it at like exactly the right second the horns are on Chris Pine and he's a bad guy. There are a lot of uh, true detective vibes for me season 1 not 2 um, of this trailer where I feel like that's clearly what TNT is attempting to go for here is like check this out this is this interesting detective thing that kind of has some cultish, weird, detective-y vibes to it that you'll be into. See, I was here for... I thought that I was white, but I'm not. Yes, yeah, which is definitely how they pitch it in the beginning, and, and then, then it all of a sudden spirals. It takes this hard left turn. Okay, I'm glad that you also thought this, because I'm like, am I just a dumb person? No, no, no. Because I have no idea what I'm with you. About. The other two things I wrote down, director of Wonder Woman. I don't think anyone that's into Wonder Woman is necessarily here for that. Like, no. w- what is the sell point there? There I are get. also women in this. Right, well, I think, they're, I think their pitch, <laughs> yeah, their pitch is like, Oh, you like woke Patty Jenkins? Like, here's this other thing she did. I'm like, that's Race. Just, yeah. Anyway, Jim Crow, Colts, the Black Dahlia. That's. I love that. That is actually probably like, it's like a serial killer board with the yarn, and they're like yeah. trying to connect how to write all that. Remember the Black Dahlia. Dahlia? And then also, I don't think Chris Pine is a very good private detective. He doesn't seem like the kind of correct noir character for that. He's not like a drama guy, is he? Because I'm such theater trash that the only real like Chris Pine movie that I've seen with him was Into the Woods. Uh, I know that he is like a pretty, pretty boy. I think Chris Pine is a very good actor, or a good actor. I just feel like I I don't buy him as like a booze-swigging kind of like... uh, you know, private He's eye. Too hot to be sad. Yeah, it's. Like, why are you sad? Have you looked in the mirror? Like, I only Lighten kind of up. barely <laughs> bought into Ryan Gosling and what was that movie? The Shane Black one. Uh, the Deadpool? other, the other guys. Is that what it's called? No, yeah, not the other guys. guys. Well, but that was the whole thing about Ryan Reynolds is that he didn't get like astronomical A plus list success until Deadpool because the whole movie he's wearing a mask because people are he's like he's too hot to be funny. People don't buy it. So, so it wasn't until he put... There's like a jillion think pieces about this, and I think he said it himself in an interview. Yeah. But it wasn't until he put on a mask as Deadpool that everyone was like, oh shit, Ryan Reynolds is like really funny because he's too hot. People don't buy it. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm with you. Uh, I, yeah. I, I do think that that's true here, kind of. I just also don't buy him as grizzled. I think <laughs> yeah, it's kind of... This, not to get back... Not to keep referencing Danny DeVito and Detective Pikachu, but I think that like those type of guy, like that character, which yeah. is all basically the same character, Character, weirdly, even though oh one's a Pokemon. God. I would love to see Danny DeVito and Chris Pine's role in this trailer. I think that would be interesting. Can we just have Danny DeVito in everything? Down. Can we, have, can we have Danny DeVito in Happy Death Day? Let's make it happen. <laughs> Soon. Soon. Now. Happy, okay. Happy Death Day 3, starring Danny DeVito. It's just him in his mind. And yes. It's, it's a nightmare. Please, God. Okay, next up we have State Like Sleep. 
Okay, so State Like Sleep. Oh, fuck. I don't even remember watching this. That's the one with uh, Catherine Waterstone. Nope. nope. Is that her name? We watched this like an hour Catherine Waterstone? Yeah. Gone. No. What's her name? She's from uh, Fantastic Beasts. She's Sam Waterston's son, right? I or, literally, uh, I mean, like, it's gone. Oh I wasn't no. even that drunk when we watched it. Shit. Tell me. Start talking. And I'll okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's the one with Luke Evans where he looks like Johnny Depp. That's right. Okay, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Catherine yeah, yeah, yeah. Waterston. I was right. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Got I have to, like, Google Corner had to come back so I could, like, affirm. Um, Michael Shannon, is he sexy? Question mark. Because he like pitching him in this movie like he's kind of a very good looking man who like we should reckon with on some level as that. And I'm here for it because I love Michael Shannon. I'm also not sure he's a sexy man. Yeah. I think he has sex in this trailer. I don't remember though. I think he does too. I think there's a moment where he's in a bed and I was like, oh, this makes me uncomfortable. Oh, State Like Sleep is the one where it's like my husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, she, and there's like shots of like strippers butts and she's like... I know he was here the night he died. Yeah, I wrote okay, down. I, gotcha, I, gotcha, I, gotcha. I wrote down snowman slash girl uh, with the dragon tattoo because it feels like a combination of both of those things. Snowman. The snowman. Remember that with Michael Fassbender. Oh my god! It's when I think good. of snowman, I think of we're walking in the air. <laughs> wow. We're walking. In- Do you remember? Yeah. That? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's. That's what this feels like though, because it's like in another country, but then it's a bunch of American people also in this country, and they're like doing weird things. Just no idea what the hell is happening. Yeah, um, I wrote down matchbooks, underrated clue, because there's a match cut in this where she looks at a matchbook. It is a literal match cut on matches. I didn't even realize I was gonna do that. Yeah, and then there is a match cut. There's like a logo on the matches. Wow, that literally matches a sign. I didn't even realize the thing I was. Referencing. Match, match cut. This is like a Jeopardy clue. I've been watching a lot of Jeopardy. Uh, it is a match match cut. Now. Oh yeah, I might be writing for your uh, for the uh, TV section on Why Mary Grand Night. Why aren't you watching Jeopardy? Because it's fucking great. For real though. Uh, drink, get high, play Jeopardy at night. Yes. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. Anyway, there's a match cut, but it is an <laughs> underrated. But it's an underrated clue. Like, we don't use matchbooks as, like... Because you know how, like... I feel like that's a, kind of a, a cliche, maybe. Maybe that's why I'm, like, making yeah. a big deal out of it. Where they're like, oh, we don't know where they were last night. And then it turns out they have a matchbook from the place they were the previous night. I've never been to a bar and then gotten a matchbook. Because everybody's vaping now. I know, yeah. But I, I smoked cigarettes for a long time. And I but never you, got matchbooks. you use matches? Use a lighter. I felt or class. smoking a jewel. I felt classy when I did. But, like, I didn't. Like, I... But I've... I was never I was very rarely places where then suddenly I had a matchbook, which I just think is funny. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, I think I think the editor of this trailer was just like, I'm gonna do a match match cut. It's great. A match cut on matches. To be perfectly honest, this I'm here is for the it. best part of this trailer. I have no idea what the hell this is about. There's murder. Luke Evans looks like Johnny Depp. Your mom's calling you again. Oh, my God. Should I talk to my mom? No, no, no. We're almost done. All right. I'm going to send her a message. That's funny. Sorry. Um, The other thing, this is a January movie, by the way. We were just, it it, it made sense that we just had the whole conversation. Mom, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. I'm going to call you as soon as I'm done. Okay. Last trailer. What Men Want. The Red Band trailer. This looks dope. This looks fucking awesome. It feels timely. It feels funny because the original this is a remake of what women want where a man ran um magically mel gibson of all people oh god where (laughs) he 
magically and randomly gets the ability to hear the thoughts of only women. Right. This is someone, a woman gets the ability to hear the thoughts of only men, which I feel like would be such a tortured existence as a woman. I feel like given the option, I wouldn't want this. Yeah, it seems overwhelming, but that's kind of the point, right? Like any any movie where you can begin to hear other people's thoughts seems like it would be wildly like overwhelming. I'm just, I'm just so anxious normally. I feel like I don't need to know. I don't need to know other people's thoughts. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, she seems to use it to her advantage. I mean, I guess that's the point of the first one, too, though. Because she thinks that she's going to get this big promotion, and then she doesn't. And then she goes to a psychic, and her psychic gives her, like, a blend of black tea, peyote, and weed, and crack. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote, I did write down, how did you get the powers in the first one? Because I feel like there's no chance he went to some gypsy and got, like, all these, like, weird, yeah, peyote and cocaine and all these other, like, I, or crack, what, I forget what she says is in it, but. It's, I think, I think, see, this is how my brain works, where I don't remember, like, any of well, why Stick would like you sleep. remember the details of this? But I do remember the exact ingredients of this of the tea that gave her psychic. Powers. Well, yeah, because we were like, maybe. We we're like, yeah, who knows? I never tried it. I'm in. Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> right? Jesus Christ! I also wrote down is Pete Davidson rom com bit role uh, like magic because uh, I have a lot of mixed feelings on Pete Davidson. Me too. I don't even know if this is the correct podcast to delve into them fully, but I think probably not. I think. We are both fans of Set It Up. Yes. Okay. You you seem more hesitant. Than I me. haven't seen it yet. Oh. But all obviously, like I'm an assistant. All my assistant friends love it. I'm just like waiting for the perfect night to watch it. It gets the merry-go-round magazine stamp of approval. I believe there are many people on the staff that I think oh, are, yeah. are diehards on oh, that yeah. film, I, including myself. Um, but Pete Davidson playing a bit role in that movie that seems not dissimilar from the bit role he's doing here. Maybe good luck. I mean, he's a good actor. He's funny on SNL. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he's funny. He's mostly just doing Pete Davidson on SNL, yeah, which I've the, never understood. The whole bit is like, isn't it hilarious that I was engaged to Ariana Grande for like five minutes? Yeah. Good for him, though. Good for him. I mean, I wish I was engaged to Ariana Grande. I mean, shit. I think me too, but I don't know. Right? Um, Could go either way. Uh, this movie looks good. Uh, I... I, I think the red band trailer is kind of whatever, but like I, as far as trailers are concerned. It looks but funny. This seems like it's Saturday and I have nothing to do and I've already seen everything else in theaters. Like I'm going to like maybe have a beer and see this with my friends. I would probably see it. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of like, I don't remember loving, you know, the Mel Gibson, What Women Want. I mean, I... I I'm certain, I, I, we talked about this, but I'm certain that it has not aged well. It probably hasn't aged well, but, you know, I, I remember it being pretty, pretty okay. It's a pretty serviceable movie from what I remember. I'm sure, yeah, in 2018 it probably reads as fairly sexist. But also this movie seems to be flipping that on its head, right? Like it yeah. seems pretty self-aware that yeah. the premise of being able to read people's minds is kind of, you know, and starring, dicey. And starring predominantly women of color. Yes, it's yeah. very cool. It's a very cool take on this movie and feels timely and natural and also doesn't feel uh uh like like forced at all like she's just you know I, like yeah is it tarji p henson I forget. I, don't know. I forget who is in the trailer 
Um, I remember uh, all the people at the boardroom uh, are very funny people, so that should lead into some yeah, comedy. Yeah, there was another big SNL guy in there. Uh, the, the the square face guy, the funny yeah. man. Yep. I don't remember. <laughs> That's what yeah. I got. I am not good at actors. Oh boy! All right, yeah. Max Greenfield is in there. Oh, Tracy Morgan. He was great in the yeah, little. The, she's funny. playing. She decides. She gets herself invited to a a poker game, and it looks very funny. That's funny. Um, yeah. Oh, oh. I would see this. I would see the. Oh, Jason Jones is in this movie. Yeah. This. Uh. This looks good. I. Uh, yeah. This. This is also probably an early in the year movie that I. This is a February eighth release date, and I bet this movie does fucking gangbusters at the I box bet it office. Because it just feels like we're probably missing. You know uh, that kind of movie at that moment. I, I think, think be it's good. gonna be like fun and dumb enough, but also like timely enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it feels like the right time for this movie, but I feel like it has enough good actors and funny people in it that it will actually be like. A, I'm gonna preemptively give this movie. It'll probably be like a six out of ten. Sure, which you is fine. I mean? That's yeah, fine for that's that fine. movie. That's I. Fine. I I, I do think uh, to, to the to uh, another point. Like I, I think it's uh, it is the kind of movie that could go over the top with kind of virtue signaling and and maybe a lot of like Me Too messaging. And I actually don't get that from this trailer at all. CJ, we are too drunk for you to be using. I know. Virtue all right. Okay. I, I'll stop. But I, I, I do. I do think that like this movie, even though it's right there and it could be overly preachy, feels like it's just gonna let it lie. It's gonna be a real good comedy, and 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 all of the things we can kind of derive from that are in subtext only and i'm here for that like Mm -hmm. game on give me a good comedy that i'm like you know what i'm glad it went the route that it did and it and it delivered something that like just by being funny and good elevated it podcasting is not a visual medium but i'm nodding yeah yeah we're here for it i could have just said yes but i didn't because i i am dedicated to you listener and i want you to feel like you're here Including the listener who came up with 10 before uh, midnight or 10 before one. Because that guy, if he's out there listening, you should come on the podcast. Come on the pod. We will, like, S- if you come on the pod, SNL isn't even trailers. It might. We'll review it anyway. You know, we'll review the promos that they do before the SNLs, even I- though we record say- these two weeks in advance, kind of, so it won't <laughs> be possible. I will say, SNL, like, I would love to get my portrait done by SNL because all those little, oh, like, yeah, like, 100, yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, oh. so weird, but they're so cool. I would love that. I don't know who coordinates that. Let's get them on the pod. Come on the pod. Come on the pod. Listening. Come on the pod. At the end of every episode is just us begging people that have random jobs to like come on the pod. Come on the pod. <laughs> come on the pod. Come on the pod. Um, do you, uh, do you, do you wash cars at the car wash at, um, at Gower and Santa Monica? Come on the pod. I pass by that every day. Me too. I'm, I'm here for it. It's right by my work. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Now everyone knows where I work. Come Can we have vi- another rapid fire trailer? Come Can vi- we wrap this up? No, this is done. We're done. <laughs> Um, thank you to uh, Cement Shoes for doing our opening music. Um, thank you. They retweeted us. It's yeah, amazing. what up? Uh, shout out to those guys. Um, also, uh, go check out MerryGroundMagazine.com uh, for all sorts of good stuff. I won't plug any of it because it'll be old by the time we do this. But if you're um, listening to us on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Yep, give us five stars. We're currently waiting to be approved on iTunes. But if you're listening to this in the future, um, how's it going in the future? Do people still like what men want? Yeah. We talked about trailers that I think are probably going to lead to fairly mediocre movies, but we're very excited about Isn't them. I'm okay with it. Trailer, it's true. Well, that's it's the fair. point of trailers. I know. I know. I know. I know. Sober. We're, we're retreading familiar ground. It's true. Well, 
I think that's it. Let's do it. Thank you so much for listening. We Cheers. Love you so much. Bye. Bye.